ladies, gentlemen, everyone beyond and in between, welcome back to Laps and Taps. Uh, I'm your host, Morgan, and this week I'm joined by a very special guest, uh, the prestigious Jacob and Archmage of Spring. <laughs> Would you like to introduce <laughs> yourself? Hi, yeah, as I said, uh, I'm Jacob. As of the event, Anvil event just gone, I am the new Archmage of Spring, and I'm in Urizen. So, yes. Yep. As of E4384, YE? Yes, yeah, 384 yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, awesome. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, so we've done this. Basically, I've got Jacob on because we met. We've spoken about this before, but when we went down yeah. to... When we went down to... Was it E4? Yeah, it was E4. E4. It would have been E4, yeah. Yeah. When we went down to E4, uh, we had a couple of spaces in our van. Uh, so Jacob and then a friend of ours from our adventuring party over on YouTube uh, got a lift with us. And as we were talking more about it, it was just really funny sitting with Jacob, who was like this font of knowledge, uh, just spilling forth about the stuff you've been doing, because you've been the go for a few years, right? I mean, when did you first go? Yeah, so my first event was 2017. I Yeah, I found it quite funny, because the few of us in the van, it was, it was. I think I was the longest in the van, and I was sat to a brand new, next to a brand new player. And they were just like, how? And I'm like... Yeah, and also she was just sitting there, she's just sitting there not being able to say much. We're like, are you all right? Sorry, sorry if we're just chatting. And she's like, no, it's great, because I could just learn actually what's going on. Especially <laughs> the first time play, it's like, what the hell are they talking about? What's an eternal? Who's this? How How does any of this? Yeah. Um, but you taught us a good deal, so I thought it would be good for you to teach our listeners um, a few things as well. Um, yeah. is this, so is, what was your character's name again? So my character is... Go. So... I'm, I play <laughs> I play Ibis. Um, so okay. the four characters' name is Ibis Briarheart. So if you look up Archmage of Spring, um, but in Urizen we have the naming convention of our last name is our spire. Um, so our yeah. spire is like your house in Dawn or any equivalent. And, and what, what is it like? How are you? Why are you all in the same spire? I guess. Um, so I'm actually part of Netherwatch Spire. The last name comes from backstory, but I joined in play. Netherwatch I, Spire. Gotcha. So I'm okay. Ibis of Netherwatch. Um and we're we're a Spring Coven that definitely doesn't curse the Empire. Oh um, could be you. No. No, <laughs> no absolutely not. not. Yeah, no. Uh, um it is us. That is on the wiki we did the thing. Um, <laughs> it's, it's public public information out, everyone is aware. Yeah, public knowledge. We 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 thunderous deluge to the Empire. Um and yeah, well, that's not our entire group's goal. We also do other stuff regarding um, spring magic and trade. Um, we've got yeah. some ambassadors. We've got the Imperial Inquisitor in our group. So there's there's a few of us that. Oh, that's convenient. Things. Yeah, the Imperial Inquisitor's not not going to inquisit the people that <laughs> started to deluge if they're on their own spire. I mean, they helped me, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I was fine. I have inquisited myself, and all is good. Yeah, well, one of one of the powers of the Archmage is the Master of Magic power. So if there's any um, magic that's gone on that the militia aren't uncertain of, they can get the Archmage to make a legal ruling of it. So... Oh, very influential little group you've got going on there. <laughs> yeah, well, up, in, up until last event, we had the head of the militia as well, so... I don't like it. I, I, I don't like it. I've just realized that there's, there's, there's too much... Con- I've said this before. Too much concentrated power in your nation. No, I'm <laughs> We're a small nation, but we get stuff done. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so is Ibis your first character then? 
Yes, yeah. Um, he's he's changed a little bit because I first started, I was like, I'm going to take myself and change it a little. Just like mm-hmm. exaggerate certain bits as everyone does. Like everybody does that, yeah, first character. Yeah, because I'm like, I want to get my head around the system. I want to get my head around everything else. Like, let's go really base character. Um, so he was very much a, he's very much a nerd and he very much likes causing chaos and testing things. <laughs> um. And yeah, so it's just a case of doing that. And I started doing lots of battles. And then as I um, got more into the magic and the political game, probably the best word, then I've, I've been fighting less. I still do the big battles, but I'm less on some of the skirmishes now. You're not skirmish. You spend a lot of time. It's Well, that's why everyone calls Empire sometimes meeting the LARP, right? Because you, know, you go to a lot of uh, meetings yeah. and conversations and stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah. Which I often think. I think when you first hear that, you think, "Oh, that sounds really rather dull." But the amount, like, it's it's it usually isn't. Like a lot of the conversations you get into are really really cool. Yeah, yeah. I normally I've started to get in the habit now of I, I plan a lot of my events um, beforehand because I know what time certain Eternals are turning up. I know what time these regular meetings are at. Um, there's I can't remember who it is on the Facebook Empire group, but they put together a timetable of like unofficial meetings and stuff. Yeah, I have some um, stuff like that. Yeah, and if anything that goes on there, there's a flyer in the hub, and I try to be like, right, so I need to be here at this time and here at this time. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. And I was talking to someone earlier today, in fact, and they were saying, don't make don't make a character that enjoys something you hate. Like, mm. we're all paying to be there. Make a character that does stuff you enjoy. And I have a rule in that if I've been in a meeting five, ten minutes and I'm not enjoying it and I'm not contributing, I will just start like I'll either I'll wander off or I'll put something interesting in myself. Yeah. And Ibis is a bit he's very it's spring magic, so it's very straightforward. It's I don't know if you've ever met a Briar. He's not a Briar. I, I was going to say a Briar. <laughs> are you unlineaged? I, I am unlineaged. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're, you're Briar adjacent. Yeah, I'm Briar Jason. I'm normally under some kind of spring enchantment, which makes you act <laughs> like a Briar. Um, it's basically how it is. And so it's if you find it boring or if you find it convoluted and difficult, Briars just either challenge it directly or leave it. They just go, I've had enough. Yeah. So you're very much challenged. I guess that makes a lot of, makes a lot of sense, I suppose. Um, yeah. I mean, we kind of talked about, I don't know if it, I don't know if it'll have been last week, but we spoke about uh, lineages on one of our episodes. Um, mm-hmm. And we actually talk about the briars, so I probably will come back to that because it's re- and the magic and the realms and lineages are all very, very kind of connected. And I think your perspective yeah. on lineages and magic and stuff would be very different to a highborn's um, idea of that kind of thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> but so you said you changed a little bit. Have you always been like mage? Has that always been? Yeah. So I, I've so Orison kind of. I don't know how much you know about Orison and stuff. But our general rule is those that know magic are better than those that don't. So if you if you're yeah. not a mage, lots of Arizani will have a lower opinion of you. Sort of like a noble and a Yeo folk be like, well, you're not a noble, yes. so what's the point? Um, yeah, yeah, your your opinion only matters so much, kind of thing, because you don't know magic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I've always been a mage. I've always been. So we have archetypes like you have. I don't know what they are in Dawn, um, like. Yeah. Crested Knight and stuff, but I've always been a stargazer, and so the whole thing with stargazer is understanding magic, wanting to get to the bottom of everything, um, and balancing all the realms. 
is one of the big interests of understanding the world of magic and can we get a perfect harmony because for instance if you do too much spring magic you might end up with lawn. if you do too much winter magic you might end up with husks and zombies equivalents everywhere so yeah. yeah i think a lot of this is going to be assume zero knowledge right yeah i think we've already said a few things that people might be unfamiliar with um but let's go i think that's probably a good place to start is let's talk about the realms right so that's the font of the magic there's yeah. six of them uh again we kind of spoke about the relation to lineages but why don't you give us a, a brief rundown of each one and how they feel and what they actually are and stuff like that yeah so oh, the, the realms are really interesting in that they're not the only magic there is also hearth magic mm -hmm. there is also magic items there's everything there's combat magic and spells which are, are totally different interesting um i almost call that battle magic which is a seventh kind of magic um but there are within ritual magic so this is standing in a circle going we're all going to work together and enchant someone or we're going to destroy this fort or we're going to um curse the druge or the enemy um there are six realms that they are day night spring summer autumn and winter so we've got the four and two um, that's the name the Empire have given. Different no nations have different other names. So, for instance, the Grendel call spring magic sea magic. Interesting. Because um, there is a, come back to Eternals, but there is an Eternal sort of think kind of minor deity within a Greek pantheon is sort of how I think of them, but they're a bit more complex than that in a sense. Um, the one they work with is very sea-based. So they is see Siaka. Is it the shark one? Siaka, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, shark, the... Sh Sharknado, the Eternal. Yeah, yeah, the one I picked a fight with. Um... Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh, that was you as well. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah part of my proxy. And it's like you can send a message to it, and I was like, yeah, sure. Um, I'm going to send this letter to Siaka saying fight me, and yeah, <laughs> stuff happened. Uh, yeah, stuff did happen. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just for context, uh, Siaka is the eternal of um, violence and bloodshed and cares yes. not where the blood flows, um, sort of. Just as long as it does. Yeah, yeah. They don't mind who's fighting. They just want people hurt and like nice. doesn't like rules, doesn't like anything else. And I basically went, you're weak, fight me. And they're like, I'm the apex predator and sent a lot of sharks. Incredible. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I definitely yeah. took us way off track there to <laughs> show off that I knew who Siaka was. But yeah, so the yeah. Eternals and the Realms have a completely different kind of um, meaning and definitions to different people, I guess, right? Yeah, so they're, they're the same thing. The the Asavane seem as gods. Um, we obviously don't because there's issue with religion and stuff and worshipping. We know mm -hmm. uh, there are gods in the Empire. But yeah, so Spring is very much the most primal of the realms it's the most kind of upfront and um, it's very very natural i tend to think of it of like a forest in like i was going to say cretaceous period dinosaur times yes um, there's a yes dinosaur primeval a primeval drunk primeval yes. yes yeah so just lots of life everything's competing no one wants to lose out and it's just this constant uh, fight for survival and this constant cycle but yeah, so that's spring. Winter is like a desert or a cold blizzard where it's very harsh. It's about survival. It's doing what you need to to survive. 
summer is about being in your prime. It's about being your best self. It's mm. everything at its peak. It's the best version of yourself you can be in that realm. Um, and it's not doing stuff by house because you're a lineaged. Yes, I am yes. a changeling, obviously. Uh, the the dawn is changeling being, I feel like changing were made for dawn. Um, I do think, sorry, just quickly, I do think it's really interesting because you talk about how winter is like a desert, right? And also summer has like a cold aspect to it. Yeah. Um, which I think is interesting, right? Because again, it goes down to that fact that we've given these places names that don't necessarily line up with what is reality, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's just our interpretation of them. It's we've gone, we kind of see it like winter. Um, there are a few rituals, but there are exceptions to the rules and that it works better. A winter ritual works better if you cast it at winter, but it's like one ritual. And PD have said, that's not our design philosophy. The realms are these kind of multi things. Um, yeah. So yeah, like the day realm as well is a big C for a lot of it. So there's okay, a yeah. coral library. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's why you have the marrower from the day realm, I guess, if a lot of it is C. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So day is very um, cold. I don't want to say cold, but day is very rational. Day is very logic. Mm. Day is very truth. Day is about understanding and knowledge and finding out things. And it's why... It's why Mero are like the way they are, whereas changelings are like, I'm the best because summer is the peak and majestic. Mero are like, I want to understand this and I want to see what it is. Um, what else? Night is the opposite of day, so that's more emotions is probably the best mm. way to describe it and like hiding things um, and about revealing things at certain times, sort of. Night, night's probably one of the ones I'm worse with. Um, it's yeah, okay. very, very. It's, I know that because when we were talking about it, because it's a bit of kind of. Um, we in our last episode we talked about things like being over uh, overwhelmed by the so and so realm, and I think mm-hmm. it, isn't it like they not lazy but they become they want nice like luxuries and become relaxed and nagas that are associated with night. Yeah, right? that's the kind of thing. It's all about. I want to be comfortable and secrets and talk about things. I guess. Yeah, very indulgent and appealing to all your emotions and taking everything on and night is yeah night is much more about emotions than any other realm i would say day just doesn't care about them uh spring is these are my emotions here they are um but yeah night's a lot more secrets and change and emotive stuff and then autumn is the last one so autumn is trade and craftsmanship and construction and autumn is um anything you can build or make or work together and it's contracts and it's law and it's sort of civilization in a sense mm. it's it, it's kind of the opposite to spring in that spring absolutely hates anything to do with civilization it doesn't like buildings it doesn't like people in charge it doesn't like hierarchy it doesn't like rules it doesn't like it just hates everything like that Whereas autumn is, we like the hierarchy, we like the rules, we like the scheming and the politics that goes in between it. We like contracts, we like um, being the best. Not quite being the best, because that's more summer, but we like these trappings of civilization, should we say. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's really funny as you look through, and I imagine it's part of the design of the game, but you look at the different realms, and you can kind of point to which nation they're supposed to most appeal to, I think, in a lot of cases. Because I think you look at, um, well, especially Dawn and Summer, um, yeah. Navarre and um, Navarre and Spring. You look at um, the League and the Freeborn are very autumn, in, but I think in 
different kind of respects, maybe? Well, the league yeah. certainly is autumn. The, the league is definitely autumn. The league screams autumn. Um, yeah. The Freeborn are autumn in a different way, I would say, yeah. with the contracts, yeah. That's. I think it's the contracts, but then everything else seems... Because I always get the impression when you think of the free boys, like, oh, yes, we're free-flowing and we're all free, except I want to know exactly what you owe me, why you owe me, and I want it <laughs> written down and signed. Uh, it's kind yeah. of like... The, it, it feels like a contradiction, but it's... Yeah, which I guess is why it feels a bit odd. But yeah, no, it's it's just funny. You can kind of see the little comparisons here and there. Um, yeah, yeah. There's lots of realms. Orison and Day really get on as well oh god yeah yeah i want to talk to you about uh uh Uruz a little bit more i think at some point obviously we'll talk a bit more about magic but because i think yeah. that again Uruz and day and Mero just feel like they're made of each other <laughs> they're, they're just so uh similar um in yeah. so many kind of things about how they are yeah well the freeborn actually ship their Mero to Uruzan because they're yeah, like yeah i read about that <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna like yeah. it here let's go give you tourism because they're like very yeah yeah you're gonna have an absolutely horrible time here we're gonna yeah. off you pop see you later. <laughs> uh, i quite like that in um because that's like in dawn like adoption's a huge thing sometimes like a changing like a changing house will like i will have an unlinear child and they'll be like well no uh and <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll be like someone can adopt this child and we'll take your changeling very good the conversations we've kind of had is you, I think one thing you said to me was it took you a long time to find the levers to pull at Empire and now you've kind of worked it out. And I wanted to kind of chat to you about your kind of journey as a mage. Like you came as a mage. What was the first thing you did? Like, did you come as a group? How did you get into magic? And how did you get, how did you get from being a new player in 2017 to Archmage of Spring? Like what, what was that kind of story like? So, so I have to give a lot of credit, actually, to the previous Archmage of Spring. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're absolutely fantastic player, both in and out of character, wonderful to RP with and be part of. Um, and, yeah, a lot of it was taken under my wing. So so there's kind of, there's two beats to the story a little bit. In the, I first started in 2017, I came with um, one of my friends and I knew some people from uni. And I was like, I'm not going to be part of your spire, but I will see how it goes. And then over that first event, I was like, no, I really get one of you guys in character. Let's join yeah. the spire. And that was Netherwatch. Um, my first event, I approached the, the then Archmage of Spring, which was um, Vol Fashion Hall, I believe. And I was like, hey, I'm really interested in spring magic. What have you got for me? Um, they went, hey, um, do you fancy making a spring arcane projection? Um, I think this would work. This is uh, really useful. So I went away and did that. There was a bunch of people in Orison that helped me find the manner, understand what an arcane projection is. So what an arcane projection is, for those that don't know, is you get 10 mana crystals and you put them in. And at downtime, you go, I want a ritual that does this really cool thing. Mm. And... PD will either go, yeah, here you go. This is how much it's going to cost to cast it. Or they go, no, you can't do that. Have it back. Uh, have half your mana back. So, yeah, I I got into that. A lot of my magic game now revolves around arcane projections and figuring out how to do things. So, Is there like a set list of arcane projections or do you just freeball it? There's a whole I could go on arcane projections for ages. So within each realm, there are resonance and dissidence. So things that it's really good at, not dissidence, but 
yeah, things that it's really good at and things it's really bad at. So if I want to make something that means people work together better, that's not going to work in spring because spring doesn't like working together. It might work in autumn because autumn's about bonds and connections and stuff. One of the examples, the Archmage of Winter, made in Arcane Projection in Winter, that gave you two Relentlesses a day. Mm. Um, and then he got that turned into a ritual text and then that right. yeah, okay. becomes a ritual. So there is now a ritual in Imperial Law that he made and is about doing it. So basically, if you look at the rituals, you're not going to be able to do anything of that. There's a whole page on ritual theory on like, you can't silence people, you can't make yourself invisible, you can't make anyone do something they don't want to do, like mind control's just not even on the table. Um, but if other stuff, like if it's an arcane projection to say, curse a territory or curse an army, like you could do that because yeah. there are no army curses in Imperial law, but you okay, could yeah, probably okay. make one. So that's so I know the one that I know about was I think the year before he started was Edric Deglavan. Um so I think it was everyone in Dawn, every time they went to if there was something they couldn't remember on a person's name, yes. they would say Edric Deglavan. And they'd be like, yeah. Who the hell is Edric? But like and that was one that I think that was an arcane projection. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That will be it's a unique effect they've chosen to cast it rather than put it in Pure Law and do it like that. Um Yeah, so I I ended up down that rabbit hole. And then for a couple of years, I was kind of on and off at events. Um, and I would bump into the Archmage of Spring um, and they'd be busy doing stuff and then other bits. And then at a player event, um, and I was always kind of lurking in the background is what I should probably say. Like I would <laughs> tell the literally I would tell the Archmage of Spring like there was a, a meeting with Lofir and I just sat in the back of the room and watched. And there was one with Siaka, and I did the same thing. Yeah. Um, and it all came to a head where I was at a player event where the uh, Fabian, who was the then Archmage of Spring, I basically approached him and was like, I'm going to be I'm going to be an Archmage one day. And he was like, well, what realm? And I was like, I'm between Spring and Day. And he's like, well, they're very different things. Yeah. And then I saw him at another player event afterwards. And I was like, I've gone for Spring. I'm like... I want your job. And he's like, I've already got a proxy, but I'm happy to take you on my team and kind of teach you and show his style of doing mm. things. Um, and then that was basically the last year. I just, um, it was me, um, um, Sir Elian in Dawn, um, and Fabian were kind of like the core team of Spring. We had other people that helped us. Yeah. And we'd go around and we'd sort stuff out. And he, he was training us both up to do it. And then at the last event, um, a Wittemarker challenged Fabian for the Archmage position. Um, and one of my spire mates saw they were being challenged and went, I think you're ready for it, and put my name down. And by the time I found out, it was too late for me to, like, oh my God. And I went, I'm just going to go for it. So I then spent the next, like, 30, 40 minutes finding Fabian being like, I'm sorry, this thing has happened, but I'm going to go for it. And finding the rest of, like people to vote for me to turn up oh wow that's awesome so so you were going against fabian and this winter marker yes i can't remember their name unfortunately um yeah. but she was part of a spring coven in winter mark it's it, it happens yeah it's like you're having yeah. to remember several names like for one person <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so she wasn't very happy how 
the whole like lots of reasons and lots of stuff um been challenged and i at the end of it got voted in to the position so amazing and then yeah that because yeah i definitely did hear rumors about it because i was like i because when i saw you i was like i knew you the new archmage which was really cool yeah um, so awesome see i guess it's it's i mean that's the kind of that's some of the, that follows a lot of the advice we've kind of presented before of just kind of like go to stuff you're interested make conversation jump into stuff and get and you kind of like by lingering and talking to the right people you eventually got to where you are um, yeah so there was there was two kind of elements to it so in the the first experience both i was like i was going away doing other bits didn't really have a connection because they were busy and they had their own team and yeah. stuff um and i i found other areas of the game like i was skirmishing i was working with others and certain arcade projections and had other bits um once I talked to like Fabian and stuff and like just followed him for a bit and seen other bits, yeah. how they'd been done and all seeing how things haven't been done. I've gone, right. Okay. So I think this needs to be done this way or this needs to be done this way. Like pull, like to bring it back to the levers, like you said, mm. there's some that are PD are much better at some of them. Like they've got the wing messenger on a wind. If you want to talk to the person, that's a great way to find a lever and pull it. Like the archmage will have, massive levers in terms of we can send a message to an eternal yeah like we've got these other things but there are there are smaller ones which people don't shout about because they've worked to get them yeah okay and it's about knowing those people and connections and it's knowing it's about knowing knowing who knows what and yeah. where to go yeah and knowing what they've done to get that lever yeah because then it's a whole yeah cycle and system it's really interesting to see stuff like this because again so a lot of the game that we've kind of done is often quite local i feel so the the stuff that we've got up to is tom's made a a, a cartel cartel in the yeah. league called the jolly jackdaws um but then my stuff has kind of been a bit local so like finding Liao, hunting stuff down things like that but it's quite interesting to see like pulling the big mechanisms and seeing how stuff and kind of exposing them out a little bit and i think it's really cool to see that and be like okay Maybe that's something I want to start shifting towards and looking for. Um, you know, things like knowing the Archmage of Spring is incredibly useful. Because so <laughs> <laughs> um, the house I'm in is pretty heavily associated with Spring. Um, and a big thing for Tristan, my character at the minute, is trying to mess with the Valorn, essentially, trying to sort that out. So there's there's a lot of stuff at the minute that I'm kind of like Spring-focused. Um, so it's, it's fun to kind of be like, right, I, I need to talk to this person. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The not all not all spring is Valorn, but Valorn is spring. It's a weird one where they're kind of like two separate but very close things. Yeah, I mean, I've done a fair amount of research into the Valorn, whichever I love the library, the Anvil Library. Um, yeah, I, I went down there. I think over the last like day, and I was just like pulling book after book after book, be like, can I have all of these? Because I want to understand the Valorn. There's some stuff I'd learned. I was like, I want to dig more into it. Um. But it's fun seeing that kind of deep lore. And I think, again, in Tristan's mind, Tristan's now got, okay, fairly convinced Valorn are the biggest problem and Valorn is spring. So I'm going to gonna get a spring-shaped hammer and just be like, I, I'm gonna, this will work. Yes? Good. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, yeah. Anything Valorn-related, I'd always say speak to the advisor of the Valorn. Like, I've got a pretty good relationship with them. Yeah, I spoke to them a little bit um, as well. Yeah, they're wonderful to, yeah. Yeah. work with as well um have you seen the history of the Valorn book you said you raided the library um but uh, which one i've i've got the one on the like the fall of turuniel um so there's Valorn in axos I'll, i've read as well I'll, I'll 
find it in a minute. Um, there is a like green solid book. Oh, the the all... the the big actual proper yeah, book. Yeah, the actual book. I've seen it, but I haven't got it. And it's very it kind of like I, it was it was basically done like sorted and sold before I had started to engage with that side of the game. Um, but yeah, I definitely want yeah. a copy of that. Well, I, I've got a copy you can borrow. Oh, I mean, excellent. mine came from the previous Archmage. He had his own copy, but had spares for us. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so awesome. very kind. But yeah, it's it's really interesting reading. It's basically a culmination of everything else. Like mm. I've got, I read through it and I've got pages of notes where I'm just like, this could be this or this is this. And it's just, it's the Valorne is such a giant mystery. You can easily oh. get lost down the rabbit hole. It's, it's the more I look at it, the more it's kind of one of those things where I've looked at it and I've just been like, how have we not sorted this? Like, this is, this is the, the horrifying problem that we need to deal with. Um, obviously, I know that it's a fairly insurmountable task, but I'm just sitting there going, it's just in the empire. It's just there. They're just here. This, well, how are we okay with this? <laughs> The, the brilliant thing is, so if you look at um, the Saren Grave, do you know where that yeah. is? Yeah. Um, so Druge territory ne- right next to us. That we got some maps from it, and that has Valorne in it. Like you can look it up and Valorne in it. And we're like, what you're saying is we've been sat next to a Valorne territory for like the last twenty years, and we didn't even realise till we got these maps. We're like, something something odd's going on here. Oh, um, it's, 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 it, and every day, every time I hear about something, I'm like, yeah, cool. I mean, I'm, you know, Tristan is like Dornish to his core. Yeah, the Druze are a massive problem. We need to deal with it. Has anyone just seen this slow? I, I mean, already we think an apocalypse that happened quite a while ago. Just still here. Are we just leaving that whilst we, I feel like we need to address I mean, this. To be fair, Orison was around before it happened. We're still here. Like, if yeah. something bad happens again, we're still going to be around. We can watch <laughs> blow it up. Like, it's uh, just another empire. It's just really funny. You just sit there going, well, cool. This, this, this massive, and like you say, it's an absolute, we've gone down a rabbit hole ourselves and it's easy to do so. <laughs> but it's just this massive thing where I'm like, we need to do an episode of the lawn because I want to speak to the advisor on it and just be like, so can you just, just help me out here. <laughs> so I think we've kind of talked about your experience. We've spoken about how you got to where you are, which I think is really useful for people to know and kind of, again, it's solid advice, but linger, be where you need to be. Um, yeah, basically approach the Archmages is the best thing. Like every Archmage I've known is really helpful and they're more than happy to talk about their realm or anything. Most Archmages as well have office hours if you can't find them or can't track them down. Mm. Um, it's not a requirement, but it's just something we do because we're like, we want to get more people involved. Like, for me, out of character, I've got this role to create game. Yeah. Like, and it's not, obviously my character has its own goals and I don't want to ra- go around like causing problems for people to fix. Like my role is fixing problems, but I want to get people involved in that. I want to give people opportunities. Um, yeah, like... That was one of, so when I mentioned before about Siaka and Shark Clave, I basically, I in, in my letter, I was like, you're weak, fight me. Me and all my Sentinels stand ready. And we got a 60, 70 person skirmish off of that. And then we got, which obviously if you're non-combatant is an issue and I want to do my own thing for people that don't fight and stuff. But it, it was allowing a lot of people that wouldn't necessarily engage with the magic game 
a chance to get involved because they go, I don't really know magic, but I do like fighting sharks. Yes. The opportunity to fight sharks that will eat people sounds exciting and I would like to do it. Yeah. Well, the the danger was the last time we, we'd seen Siaka Heralds, they were executing people. Yeah, like, I heard about that. By eating people, right? Yeah. So they were, they literally, they had spears, impale, execute. You had no <laughs> chance if you're not in heavy armor. Oh, like, God. Yeah. God, that is rough. That is real rough. Yeah. And they, and they went, oh, we're going to go eat all the mages in Conclave. And I was like, well, none of us are going to be in armor. So, <laughs> so bon appetit, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Christ. That's probably a really good segue to actually Eternal. So we've kind of spoken about, so as you said before, lightly, Empire doesn't have gods. Um, yeah. The Empire religion, well, sorry, the Empire doesn't worship gods. Um, yes is probably more accurate. The Empire has, like, uh, I think I heard it described as uh, fascist Buddhism is our religion. Um, so we don't have gods, but the Eternals are probably as close to higher celestial powers as we've got that we don't worship them. Yeah. We just work with them, right? Yeah, other than the Creator, which is something else entirely. Um, yeah. The Eternals are sort of the closest thing we're going to get to our higher powers and stuff. Um each eternal is an aspect of the realm is probably the best way of looking at it. So Siaka is the savagery and the violence and the apex predator. Siaka is would be a T-Rex in that primordial jungle Yeah, um, is how I would describe it. Whereas Lothar, who is uh, rot and decay and they're a mushroom person, uh, yeah, they very much about the downfall of life so new life can begin they're they're the end stages of the cycle and they're the end of it whereas yonagrar is the new life and is the cycle and the chaotic uh, diversity in all these different plants and animals Mm. and they're sort of two sides of the same coin but they're each is a different aspect of the spring realm uh, yeah uh, well i guess that's really interesting because i hadn't really seen it like that i think i think i just because i'm mostly um aware i guess of the summer stuff and I'm just like, yeah, they're all just summary individuals. But I guess it's interesting, especially to look at it from the life perspective of spring, different kind of aspects of that. And it's it's interesting as well, because some are much more humanoid. They're very much mm. about their pride. They're, they're, we take on a human persona. They're like, they want relationships and stuff. Whereas like night, they're all worms and creatures and little things. And mm. spring are just very upfront with what they are they're a force of nature they're not gonna bargain yeah which i think is yeah so i guess um their conclave so i'll get more into conclave i think in a bit but conclave categorizes eternals right by how much we like them yes or get on with yeah so conclave's a tricky one because there's a lot of work being done on conclave um and there's going to be a big update on conclave before next event so it might all change Mm -hmm. But I think in terms of internals, it won't. Conclave has three different ways to view an eternal. There's amnity, neutrality, and enmity, um, which with a northern accent and dyslexia makes it really difficult to differentiate between the two. (laughs) Who's who? What's going on? Are we friends? Yeah. You either hate me or you want to be my friend. I don't know. (laughs) So enmity, so like enemy, is... Uh, are barbarians, so we treat them the same as we do the Druze or the Yotan. They're they're 
bad people. Basically, in our eyes, we don't want to work with them. It means their heralds, so the people that do the work for them, their representatives really struggle to interact with the empire. They can't really get to it easy. It's just a bit of a challenge. Uh, neutrality, they're foreigners. So like the Iron Confederacy, like the Sumar Republic. Um, I'm trying to think of other nations that are foreigners. The Grendel, technically. Um, yeah. For for now. For now, yeah. Uh, the Grendel. So you can we can trade with them, we can work with them, but and they can come and go within the empire. But it, it's a bit difficult, and they're not afforded the same liberties. Amnesty. Amnesty. I don't know if I mispronounced that. Yeah, Amnesty. That's right. Amnesty. Um, ally. So a a is how I remember it. Um, and basically it means we want to work with them. They basically get free reign in the empire they can do what they want it's really easy for their heralds to appear at uh, regios so regios are concentrated areas of magic that connect directly to the realms at times and the heralds can just kind of pop in and come and go and it means hey we really like what you do or we really like working with you um let's keep this up let's keep let's keep being friends basically yeah um, and that and neutrality is, is yeah neutrality is the foreigners so the we don't oh really, sorry you said no. that of course yeah. sorry i missed it yeah, of course. <laughs> i don't know if i i think yeah yeah amnesty's allies neutrality's foreigners enmity barbarians enemy and then that's there who you kind of do a lot of work with because this is the thing i really want to talk about is encounter tents because this is something i'd never heard of until we were literally coming back from it before. And I'd seen these really cool pictures from stuff, and I was like, where the hell was that? <laughs> and then you tell me there's these special tents. So can you tell us about what encounter tents, and how do I get to be inside an encounter tent? So encounter tents aren't locked to archmages. There's a whole um, whole range of ways of doing it and getting on one. Um, so I've, I've been in the however many years I've been playing, I've been in two encounter tents. One was for a parlay, and one was for... Um, an opportunity basically um to go listen in on something um, it didn't go anywhere uh, but without giving too much away where we go monster people that do monster and stuff there are a set of like old scout tents there and it's like it's like if you go past god isn't it basically? yeah yeah if you go up past god um on the normally on the right hand side there's a bunch of uh scout tents and there is an amazing team that set up all this set dressing and they build these amazing things and there's this wonderful stuff like what you said the boat was in one of them from one of the empire events yeah and that was used for certain plot elements and certain other things and sometimes when you travel somewhere you don't need to go to a battle you're going to a market you're going to a a wreck um yeah there's a in one of the winds there's mention of like a wreck under a cave and this crashed boat was that um and so you go you either go through the sentinel gate or if it's eternal related you might go through the hall of worlds so the big tent where conclave takes place there's a portal out the back and you go through it and a ref will basically walk you around there and go this is what you need to know you feel this or this happens or they just give you a little debrief basically saying you step through the portal at the central gate you arrive in a marketplace in mitwald spell smelling spices and hearing the sound of like hustle and bustle and stuff um yeah. and yeah 
the, you just walk into them and there'll be something set up. There's normally some NPCs in there and you'll go and have a conversation or a trade or you'll do whatever, whatever it is you're there to do um, is basically the best part of it. Have you got any examples you can tell us about or uh, is it fairly cards to your chest kind of stuff? Um, I The one, so there was one, the marketplace I very much enjoyed. Um we met Harold yeah. there, Vera Hara. I don't want to give too much away, but that was that was quite fun. Um, and then one of the other ones was an opportunity where we met certain people from other nations. Um, and they were like, hey, I want to sell you these things. And we went, we don't trust you. And then killed them and set the tent on fire and left. We didn't actually set the tent on fire. Yeah, but, but you, yeah. yeah, oh my goodness. So we, we went, yeah, uh, there with a very experienced LARPer who was like, I'm going to kick this fireplace up because they'd set this whole like wood burning stove up in there. And they're like, I want to kick it over and burn the place down, but I don't want to destroy the fizz rep. So I'm just going to, and the ref was like, yep, that's fine. <laughs> like <laughs> we just did it and we jumped back out. So what this person had seen is, They'd walked into this like this little hut in the middle of nowhere. These these heroes from the Empire appeared through a portal, killed them, burnt their place down, and then disappeared back through this little portal. That's classic hero of the Empire shit. Yeah. That's <laughs> Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> I, yeah. It was it was so tense as well because we were like, we don't know if this oh is a God. trap. We don't know if this is like bay. Like we don't know who we need here. We don't know mm. anything else. And like uh it was it was a lot of fun but it's one of those where the easiest way is either archmage parlay because they will say or often you can do detect magic on the sentinel gate um yeah but you need to know the location you're looking at so you can't just go through everywhere and this is normally a case of what you need for a wing messenger so you need the territory yeah so, like, Redoubt, you then need the region in it, so Delving, Delving, Tamori, even. And then you need, like, the place where it is exactly. So, like, Delving, which is the Spire there, or Netherwatch, which is a Spire there. So you need, like, the three things. So you can't just go, I want to see if there's an opportunity. But once, this is one coming back to the levers that we mentioned. Whenever I get a bit of information, which gives me, like, the name of a place and potentially, like, the region it's in, I more and often than not will go, okay, so I can get a territory. And this means if I've got a name, I can now send a wing messenger. Mm. If I've not, I can go do detect magic on the Sentinel gate. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's weird in that it's kind of meta knowledge in the sense of I played the game long enough. I know if the plot writers want us to do this. If this is, I know they need to give us this information. Yeah. If this has come up, there's going to be a way. It's like when you play, I don't know if you play D&D, but so when you play D&D and it's kind of like, yeah. you, sh- you have one of those things where it's like, right, okay, I shouldn't be thinking like this, but the DM has told me a piece of information and they wouldn't have told me this unless it was relevant. So I'm going to kind of pull at the thread yeah. a little bit and see if there's anything there. Yeah. I, I tend to go on, my character's done it enough times now, they know what to look out yeah. for. And that's kind of repeat behavior is a classic thing. But it is one of those where it's, I've had it before where there's been items and there's been like information like that on it. And the person's been like, well, this is the end of the trail. We can't do anything with it. All we know is like it was made in this place. And I was like, just go check that because it might be 
we've got a chance to go see where it was made or we've got a chance to do it and then if you can go where it's made then there's other rituals like um i can't remember it but there's certain day and night rituals where you can find out about where you are and it's it's about knowing which buttons and mini levers you've yeah. got to get to that big yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's one. Of the, I think it's one of those. I, I've been thinking about my next character. I think as a as a combat character, you've always got to think what my what what's going to happen that day. I eventually get killed. Um, and magic yeah. is definitely something I've looked at, like spring mage stuff. Um, and I think I don't know if it works for me now, like as my character now. But I think eternal kind of game is something I'm probably going to end up pursuing. Um, in a, another incarnation of my character, um, but it's really <laughs> which will be great if you're still the Archmage of Spring. <laughs> like, hello, person. <laughs> I know you're the Archmage of Spring. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm. I'm always. I've said this before. I'm always up for people coming to talk to me about it, and I can help point people at, at where they need to go. Or if people just want to sit and follow me for yeah. a bit, then obviously some meetings like this is going to sound really obnoxious. Like. <laughs> some things like I, if my character doesn't trust you he's not going to oh, talk gotcha. about it in no front yeah of you. absolutely but some other bits like he's quite happy if it's like can i just watch how you do your mm. job i'd yeah. be like yeah and if you've got like so why are you doing this or mm. why have you checked with the synod if this mm. happens and i'm like well i've checked with the synod because i don't want to doom everyone's soul to the labyrinth forever <laughs> um i think that i think the thing is right it's and i've said this before is the good thing about most labs but you know empire is like talk talk to someone make a conversation the worst thing that's going to happen is they say they're busy if they're not busy the worst thing that's going to mm-hmm. happen is that you're not going to like them or what they're doing at which point you can go role play with someone else like that and th- that's always like a really good thing to do it's like oh i'm gonna there's this person here oh i've heard they might be interesting you can follow them around oh this actually is not what i want to do and then you can leave and you'd be like cool yeah. that's fine i've i'm busy doing my own thing and you can go find another part of the game yeah if if you're not having fun you can like i don't mind like you can just wander off and do other stuff and i will try to bring you into stuff if i can but a lot of like like one of the issues is a lot of the stuff you do as archmage is number limited yeah. so an eternal will go you can only bring five people into this encounter mm-hmm. tent or in our case it was three people into the encounter tent like the even the siaka skirmish which was 60 70 people was oversubscribed. Uh, bouncing's had... bouncing at the central gate is something I've become woefully familiar with. Yeah, I I had I had more people than I ever had been like, hey, can I come on this skirmish? And I'm like, I can try and promise people, and I want to keep it balanced, but at some point it's just gonna like we're just gonna draw a line, yeah. and it's not gonna like I'm gonna be through the gate mm. at that point because I can't be this side of it, and it's just one of those real unfortunate things where. If I could bring everyone, I would. But then it takes one. It takes away the importance of the experience, and two, it's not just something. It's not something PD can handle yeah, so much course. because if everyone in the fields try and run into an encounter tent, then that plot's going to go everywhere. Or if one one of the plenty potentiaries I went on was just the archmage at the time talking to an eternal, and that was it. And there was about 20 of us all sat there. And the way parlays work, this is a really important rule, so I'm going to actually stress okay, it. Okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> is if you are on a parlay, you can't speak unless the Archmage gives you permission. Mm, okay. And you can't hurt each other. They're the two rules of the parlay. 
you can only speak if you're nominated by the Archmage, and that goes for the Eternal as well. <laughs> um, they can just say you've got free speech, but yeah. And the other thing is you can't hurt each other, so you can't start stabbing or killing each other. Because if you do, then you get cursed and the Empire gets cursed, basically. Not good stuff. No. Um, it happened a while ago when we lost access to a lot of spring magic for a while. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're the two, like, if you're going to parlay, do. So we just had this conversation with the Eternal and the Archmage, and it was just 20 of us sat watching. And for everyone there, it was, this is really exciting and we're enjoying it. But if you've got 100 people watching or 1,000 people watching, it turns more into like an assembly or a lecture hall, Yeah. which then the kind of, I imagine some of the fun of it gets taken away a little bit and it's much more difficult. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I've, I've, been at, I've been at things at Empire where I've been like, I am not involved. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave. <laughs> But yeah, no, cool. It's it's a really good insight. And like I say, I'll, I'll I'll it's probably one of my next characters might be a bit more magically inclined. Or if Tristan lives forever and I run out of hero points, I might start <laughs> diverting in a different direction. But thanks for all your stuff on magic. That's been really really useful. Thanks for coming on. Is there any closing comments you want to make about magic or to our listeners before we go? Um, come talk to the archmages. That's honestly, if you're interested in magic, talk to your grandmasters. Talk to your archmages. Um, don't worry about bothering us um, most archmages will will say after a while or will make some excuse um if you are worried about that we do have office hours most of us have office hours um but yeah everyone i i talk to is, is very keen to get more game and get people involved so yeah cheers well thank you very much uh thanks for coming on the show um and thanks everyone for listening hope you've enjoyed and we'll see you next week Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.